Welcome, everyone, to the very latest Bolt from the Blue podcast on a happy day for Manchester City into the fourth round. And uh, who have I got with me? We've got Bernard Deneen. Bernard, how are you doing? I'm fine, mate. We're a bit depleted today, but uh, uh, I've just figured out it's the Mike and Bernie show, isn't it? There used to be a... Older listeners will not remember Mike and Bernie Winters, of course. Uh, the the poor man's Morecambe and Wise. So we're, we're the poor man's um, Ian St. John and Greavesy, aren't we? <laughs> I, think, I think that's yes. what we are. That's it, guys. This is the new format of Bolt from the Blue. It's going to be me and Bernard uh, from now on. I mean, Ray's pretty busy with his channel. It's coming up to 20,000 um, uh, subscribers now. And if you're very lucky... We might be able to get Colin Savage on from time to time. Now, um, let me start off with Bernard and say, okay, Bernard, uh, chances of a cup set. What do you think? <laughs> not here, no. Not, I didn't, didn't, for one, didn't want for one moment imagine to be a, an upset today, even if he'd put out, I mean, it wasn't a vastly changed team, was it? I think we made uh, five changes to, to the last time, to Sheffield United, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would have been totally shocked because I've watched a bit of I've watched a bit of Huddersfield, of course, leading up to this game, and uh, they, they try and play a bit of football. Uh, they're not overly physical, although two or three of our guys spent a bit of time on the ground today. But uh, I would have been incredibly surprised. I didn't expect them to score, that's for sure. So I would have been incredibly surprised if there was a cup set in this one. This was a home game. Have you ever been to Huddersfield, Bernard? I'm sure. Nope, never been. Never been to in old all uh, years. It's John Smith Stadium now, isn't it? It used to be yeah. back in the old days, obviously, Leeds Road. Leeds Road, it was yep. called at the time. So, no, I don't know why. I don't think we have, because it's the sort of place that I would have been going. But obviously, when I was going regular, we probably just no, never stumbled across them. Uh, there's a couple of games in the 80s, of course, in, in the Cups and Leagues. I went to the main road games, uh, but I didn't get over for whatever. It might have been family reasons. I had a young family then in the early 80s, so... I probably wouldn't have been getting to to even over the over the old Pennines, you know. I wouldn't even going over there at that stage. I'd uh, kids and bills to pay. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, play a little game that we're going to play several times, much to the annoyance of Bernard throughout this. Oh board, God! Which is test uh, <laughs> Bernard Denine. Now, the first one, I think you probably get uh, Bernard as it stands now. Where are the so-called terriers in the league? Uh, in 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 the league system. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they've not uh, they've not altered since we played. And was there any championship games today? No. I'm not too. I'm not too. There wasn't. So obviously the fourth bottom. So they're just outside of the relegation zone. But the next four or five games, they actually play teams around them and below them. So if they can pick up say uh, eight eight out of twelve points out of the next uh, three uh, four games, uh, it'll look better for them. But they are struggling, and based on what I saw today. Um, yeah, they're not they're not great. They're not fun. They made three changes, I think, to the team that got beat by top of the table, uh, Leicester the other day, four uh, one, I think it was. So they made three changes to that team. So so they give the guys a run out. You know, it wasn't as though they played an understrength team, but there wasn't a lot I saw today. You know, would mean you know they're going to have to pull the fingers out basically to stay in the championship. Well, guys, Bernard is exactly right. Let me just give you the statistics. They're in the championship 21st out of 24 teams. They've played 26, won 5, drawn 10, lost 11. They've scored 26 goals. They've had 44 scored against them. Their goal average is minus 18. In the last five games, they've lost 3, drawn 1, 
and 1-1. So as Bernard said, they're just above the trap door. Now, their record against Man City is a little bit better than you might imagine. Uh, I, I just checked this out before we came on. So the record of East City since the beginning of time is uh, that they've won 22, drawn 30 and lost 29. So it doesn't sound that bad uh, when you no. think about it. Were they the first team to win three in a row, three top leagues in a row? I think they were the first to do it, weren't they? Exactly right. And now we're going to come back to uh, uh, test uh, Bernard uh, again. Because um, what I've got down here, Bernard, is the last five results. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Actually, obviously, we're, we're going to talk about today's game. But the four games before that against Huddersfield, do you remember any of the scorelines? Um, oh, we drew, yeah, we drew in the FA Cup. We drew 2-2 two, two at theirs and then stuffed them at our place, didn't we, I think? Yep. Yeah. So 20th of January 2019, we won 3-0. That was at their ground. Yeah. 19th of August, 2018, that was the 6-1. Yeah, at, uh, is that after the draw? Yeah. Yes, absolutely right. 6th of May, 2018, it was a 0-0 at home. And then before that, uh, we beat them 2-1 in November, 2017. And then before that, this is the last one I'll mention because we could go on. <laughs> March, 27, March uh, 2017, this is the last time we played them in the FA Cup and we beat them 5-1 at home. Now, it's interesting. They've spent the last four uh, seasons in the championship. For that, there were two seasons only, 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019 in the premiership. Before that, five seasons in the championship. And before that, eight seasons in League One. And the last time before they uh, got promoted in 2017 for those two seasons, the last time that they were in the top tier of English football was 1970 to 71, 71 to 72. That was in the old first division. Let's uh, come on very quickly to ask Bernard again. Bernard, um, when I was doing my research for this, there are three, I wouldn't say some famous, some not so famous, prominent names that played for both teams. Do you have any idea who any of these guys might be? Dennis Law. Dennis Law, that's right. Now, Dennis Law was signed for a club record of 50,000. And actually, that's where he made his uh, debut in football, actually. He started his career at Huddersfield, one of United's Holy Trinity, along with Best and Charlton. Two more. Let me give you some hints, and I'm sure you'll get it. There was one Australian fella that signed for us, not for long, and he was their player of the year in 2017. Mr. M-O-O-Y, is it? It was spelt the name. That's right. That's yeah. right. I he thought was you there. said good he players. Was I thought you said some, some, you know, Dennis Law. <laughs> Dennis Law can accept, but I'm sorry, I'm not having that one. <laughs> I'm not having Mr. Moy. <laughs> okay, well, let me give you one more. This guy played for us in 85, 86, one season only. He played 39 league games for us and scored 11 goals. His his surname rhymes with a great English fast bowler. Mark Lillis. Mark Lillis was the one. That's right. I used to play football with him, Mark Lillis. You so did? I should have known that one. Tell us a little bit about that. That sounds, that sounds very interesting. 
Yeah, just when I was a bit younger than me, uh, but we used to play on on the local park, and um, of course we were bigger lads, so we used to try and give them a good kicking, but we couldn't catch half of them. These little guys, so they were a good few years younger. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not proud of it. <laughs> just, we we used to try and just kick them to death because they used to run ring round rings round us him and his mates. So uh, yeah, so I, it's a it's a memory I've forgot now. <laughs> Well, you're not going to remember this either, but I thought I'd mention it for the benefit of one of our friends, uh, Nigel Rothband, because Nigel Rothband, who runs the Man City Show pod, his dad, who passed away recently, he was a, a an army hero. His favourite player was another one who played for, for Huddersfield, and uh, this was Peter Doherty, 47 Ooh. to 48, 48 to 49. Now, the reason I mention this is because it's such a, an amazing story about how he came to City. So he came to City in 1936 and he came for a club record. We, we seem to set a lot of club rec records. It's almost as if we're profligate with our spending. Yeah, trying, to, trying to buy the league. I mean, it's not a new thing, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. He didn't want to go because um, when we came in for him, he was due to marry a local girl. He had just bought a house in the area and uh, he, he just didn't want to go. But um, he, he was persuaded by the, the wages and, I, I guess, uh, flattered by the, the huge um, transfer fee. In his first game for City, apparently he wasn't very good. He was marked out of the game by Bill Shankly. That tells you how long ago that was. Mm. And apparently the fans were shouting, 10,000 quid, 10,000 cigarette cards, more like. Um, <laughs> but uh, he went on to become one of our best players, 79 goals in 130 and yeah, well, he, helped, you... he helped us win that. He helped us win that first title, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. You know what annoys me about? I mean, we're talking about Huddersfield here. What really annoys me? I mean, I, I get the match day programs. Obviously, do a little thing on them, and just the lack of any sort of information in in our programs about City and Huddersfield. It's just it's shocking, really. There's obviously a, a look back at the ten one. But you know, we don't give much space over to the the visiting team. So we, you know, there's a lot of knowledge out there, a lot of history. Huddersfield, the ma massive team in the 30s, of course, as were we. Um, you know, there's so much out there, and it's it's annoying when you got people like Dr. Gary James and the program just doesn't give you anything like that. You know, on Huddersfield or City and Huddersfield is what we're interested in because you know, all right, we might not be that bothered about Huddersfield, but. You know the history between us and them, and you just don't. We just don't get it in the city program. We've not got it for a few years now. It's it's been pretty poor. It's going off tack a little bit, but yeah, it's it's not great to see. Now you were at this game, weren't you, Bernard? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Huddersfield kept it out for thirty three minutes. How did that happen? <laughs> well, it was dire, mate. I mean, it was it wasn't very. I was I was shouting at Foden to get involved. I was shouting at Grealish to take someone on. It was. 11 men behind the ball. I think I think they started okay. I think the, what, the first couple of minutes, they were having a go. And then all of a sudden, once we got the ball back, I think they had 84% possession today. Once we, got, once we got the ball back, they couldn't they couldn't do anything about it. And it, it was dire. It, it was awful to watch. I mean, the, the poor neutrals uh, watching. If, they, if you'd press the old red button, uh, which obviously you had to press today. It wasn't on the main channels, was it? You had to find it. If you, had, you press the old BBC red button, you probably would have turned it back off again because that that opening, the opening salvos were um, pretty depressing. Can you can you tell us who our lads were who were playing, uh, Mike? Have you got the team there yep. in front of you? That's what was going to be my next thing. Okay, Bernard, mm. hit us. Yeah, go on. We'll go on for that. Let's have a look at the starting. Um, I wasn't overly 
surprised by the lineup. There's no one I thought, oh, he should have been in and he shouldn't have been in. Uh, Ortega, Akanji, Diaz, of course, came in as captain. Uh, Gvardiol, Gomez, Luis Kovacic, Bob Bowden, Grealish and Alvarez. I was surprised. I thought Rodri would be away for a day or two more, obviously, with his sad passing of his grandmother. Uh, of course, I assume there will be a funeral as well. So there's a potential there. Uh, sadly, uh, our commiseration, our, our wishes to Rodri and his family, of course. But uh, of course, we may lose out with Rodri, in, you know, in the not too distant future. If there's going to be, a, obviously, there will be a funeral. So that's uh, horrible. Um, and we wish him all, all our love. But obviously, I'm surprised to see him back on the bench. And of course, KDB, we knew I didn't think he'd start, but uh, I knew I knew he'd be on the bench again. Uh, but yeah, nice to see him, Mr. Jacob Wright. Jacob Wright, right, right. So uh, it was nice That's to see right. him. I've not seen him before, so that was nice to see him on the bench. And he obviously got a game. But not, not a, I said, five changes to the Sheffield United team. It, it looked okay. It looked capable of doing the job. Yeah, did you mention what score you got out of eleven in your predictions? Yeah, I got eight. I got eight right. I was happy with that because I was I was expecting to get six or seven. I mean, uh, any. I mean, I'm just trying to think who I had in that, that didn't actually start the game. Obviously, I had Bernardo in, but of course he was poorly, wasn't he? So I think Bernardo probably would have started, so that would have pushed it to nine. Uh, who else did they have in? I had. Um, I had Aki in. Obviously, he was on the he was on the bench, wasn't he, Aki? Because he was warming up. I thought it was coming on, but then he brought Nunes on uh, for a Kanji uh, who got injured, unfortunately, after about sixteen minutes. Uh, I don't think. I think the guy got booked. Did he? I think for that tackle. Um, he did. He did indeed. And some people yeah, were saying I mean, it's harsh. But, I have been know. banging on that these aren't physical, and then they go <laughs> they go and they go and cripple one of our players. But hey, there you go. That's uh, uh, we can't always be right, can we? So. Yeah, that, that was it, really, apart from uh, no real surprises and certainly a team well capable of winning this game. And, of course, uh, it took us a little little while to break them down. Once uh, Nunes came on, on the 18th minute, uh, we waited and waited. And I said I was getting a bit hoarse, uh, shouting at people like Foden to uh, do something. Unfortunately, on 33 minutes, he did, didn't he? Um, a great little ball from Kovacic uh, to Alvarez in the box. I'm not sure what Alvarez was doing. I'm not sure if he was shooting or crossing. I was totally confused by what he did with it. But fortunately, of course, it fell to Foden, who controlled it and fired home. I think he hit the keeper's shoulder, did it? Nichols hit his shoulder on the way in. But it was very, uh, from a tight angle, I think the keeper probably just didn't see it. Simple as that. Foden smacked it. And, uh, of course, once we went 1-0 up, uh, it was only going to go one way, really, wasn't it, uh, with that? Yeah, I think that Akanji injury injury might have been a blessing in disguise, mate, because uh, they okay. uh, they put they put Rico Lewis at right back and moved moved Nunez, Nunez into yeah, I was, I was, yeah, because that's surprising. You know, the start the first thirty minutes, I thought Gomez and Grealish were getting in each other's way. I don't think they knew yeah. what the hell they were doing. And on the other wing, uh, Bob Bob and uh, Lewis were getting in each other. I just thought the actual organisation was very poor. They just seemed to be too close to each other on both sides of the pitch. So. We weren't really creating anything, but as you said, once Lewis had to change tack and, and move, it obviously released little Bob a little bit. Of course, we'll talk about the second half where he, him and KDB, his, his international mate, of course, uh, worked well together. But uh, yeah, it was it was confusing for me. I just don't understand what Pep was trying to do, and it's difficult. We all know it's difficult against eleven men behind the ball. But uh, yeah, they were just getting in each other's way, as you said. And once Lewis uh, moved 
over or moved moved with the injury. Hopefully, Akanji's not too bad, Mike. I don't even heard anything about how bad the injury is with Pepper or anything. Hopefully, it's I, not too I, I bad. I haven't heard. I haven't heard the extent of it. No. Um, I've not seen that. I've been scouring I... social media, but there's been nothing that I've seen about his injury. But uh, hopefully, it's not yeah, too bad. He did try and play on, didn't he, for a, a two or three minutes, but he, he just had to come off. And it was interesting because Aki was warming up. Yeah. So everyone just assumed, you know, Pep, centre half for a centre half. No, but he brought Nunes on. And so there, <laughs> there you go. I, I sorted that out. That was no problem. Yeah, trying to get into his head. Well, you talked about being confused. I was confused because. Our second goal, scored by Alvarez, I thought there was something wrong with my TV because it seemed to be in slow motion. <laughs> Go on, tell me what you Feels thought about, about that one. <laughs> well, even with um, uh, replays, it seemed to be a, like a little bit of pinball. But when uh, Alvarez finally got his foot in it, I was convinced that uh, th there's no way that that has got the strength. Uh, no, you know, no. It's a bit... It's a, it's a bit I like my mother's card. The Huddersfield, Huddersfield equivalent of John Stones to come and clear it off the line, but obviously <laughs> they didn't have anyone of that that quality. But all credit to Nunes. I thought Nunes did superbly well, didn't he, with a one-two with Foden? And of course, yeah. uh, Lewis had mishit it. That's what I, I think. Lewis was shooting for goal. He totally missed it. It, it scuffed it. And, of course, uh, Alvarez didn't get a great contact on it, but uh, say I called it trundled, trundled over the line, like all in slow motion. But 2-0, uh, uh, yeah, definitely game over. And we all started to sing We Want 10 then as soon as that second goal went in. Yeah, indeed. You were wondering where the inspiration was going to come from. Uh, we were, uh, we thought maybe uh, Darren Moore is their, their manager, Huddersfield's manager, obviously, uh, he seems to have a very, very kind of warm, convivial atmosphere. Uh, it's a nice lad. It's a nice lad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I was just looking through their lineup and wondering where the threat might come through. But I'm afraid, guys. Their main their main threat, as I said, I've watched them a few times. Their, their main threat comes from set pieces. And of course, the, the guy who scored their most goals is yeah, their, yeah. Cap, is their it's top it, goal it, scorer because he scores from set pieces. But of course, we didn't give him, we didn't really give him any set pieces. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to hard to pick it up. Two 0 it was at half time. We had to wait thirteen minutes. Something happened uh, before that. Now let me see what it was. <laughs> the savior is back. He got the usual kind of like uh, reaction. Uh, just a, just a difference of uh, hairdo. Did he get involved in that second half enough for you? Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I mean, obviously Doku came on as well with uh, KDB, so it's nice to welcome yeah. them both back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't say he didn't get involved, could you? So it's, uh, a minute later, uh, within a minute of Doku and KDB coming on, uh, well, we had a Huddersfield player scoring a goal, didn't we? But, uh, of course, it so easily could have been KDB. Uh, Nunes mm -hmm. controls a beautifully floated through ball. Uh, I think it's from Diaz. I'm not too sure. I've watched it back on replay. It looks like Diaz at the centre circle. And it looks as though Nunes might have used an arm, but obviously he didn't. Uh, of course, Bob overlaps. And he, he, he sees KDB bursting into the box, uh, eager to get a goal on his, you know, within a minute of coming back on. And, of course, he tried to chip it over to him. But obviously, as he chipped it, it hit the Jackson. I think it is Jackson of Huddersfield. And, of course, that deflection uh, took it over the keeper onto the bar and into the net for what would be an own goal because I don't think it wasn't actually a shot on goal. It was an attempted ball for KDB. So the shot wasn't on target. So it went down as an own goal, I think, that one. Such a shame because he was only on and that would have been the, the dream return, wouldn't it have been? He was just standing there waiting for it. 
when Jackson's back got in the way, but it, it, it got us a goal. One thing I wanted to ask you about was this, something a little bit strange. So uh, when KDB comes on, Ruben Diaz uh, rushes over and gives him the captain's armband. Was that just sentimental or what? No, he just wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> he didn't want the responsibility. After we'll talk about him in a minute because obviously he nearly gave them a goal, didn't he? Yeah, old Diaz. But I think I think it's weighing too. It was weighing too heavily on him. And of course, uh, Mister Walker holds it well. He thinks he's Superman when he's captain. I don't think I don't think Diaz has the same opinion when he's captain. So I don't think he you know he couldn't wait. He couldn't wait to get that armband off and give it back to Kevin. That was uh, definitely. Now we almost gave them a goal. You say? Yeah, it was after this. Yeah, it was because of course the uh, the the Yorkie starts singing about where were we when we were you know. S-H-I-T, and then we said we were scoring 10 when we were S-H-I-T. And just <laughs> after sure. that, uh, Diaz goals missing in action. I don't know if you remember it, Mike, but it was just a long punt over the top. Um, and uh, Diaz was sort of had it covered, but he expected he thought Ortega was Edison, I think, because he, he expected him to be out there. And of course, Ortega isn't Edison, so he's not, he's, you know, he does come out sometimes. But of course, uh, Diaz sort of leaned across. Well, as he leaned across, the player just sort of stopped a little bit, and Diaz ended up going past him by about a yard. So the guy was through on goal. So Ortega had to make himself big on the edge of the box. And of course, uh, the guy smacked it against Ortega, it bounced up hit Diaz, and fortunately didn't go back towards goal. It sort of deflected wide. Uh, so, yeah, but I don't know what Diaz was doing. I'm not going to blame Ortega for that. Or, Diaz was was shouting at Ortega as though he'd, he'd made the mistake. But for me, Ortega was quite right not to come rushing out, and uh, Diaz should have coped a lot better. But we've seen this, I think, from Diaz, haven't we, recently, uh, Mike? He's some, a little bit inconsistent at times at the moment. It's not, you know, we'll, I'd play him every week, don't get me wrong, but he needs to play his way out of these little little errors I think he's making, isn't he? Yeah, you, you, I've got no reason for that, but, I mean, it's difficult. He set such high standards season before. Um, it's, 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 it's a hard job for him to live up to them. But um, seven or eight minutes later, what we can all agree on is that one man who is in superb form is young Philip Foden. And this was like another snooker shot. I don't know about uh, you, Bernard, but I'm loving the fact that um, he is beginning to shoot from distance. And yeah. they're usually very, very low and unreachable. What did you think about this one? Yeah, well, it is, you know, he puts enough power on it to beat the keeper, but it's not. He doesn't. He doesn't smack it where it can go over the bar. It's just lovely positioning. I mean. I think Kovacic had a, a good game today. Kovacic, for me, all right. Look at the opposition we're playing. Uh, not the greatest opposition, but a, a little bit, a little hint of uh, Gundo today. I think in Kovacic's style of play, which was nice to see. I'm not saying he can do it next week against Newcastle, but uh, today against uh, against. Uh, a championship team he, he looked a little bit Gundo-ish in my opinion and it came from a short corner and I, I know it wasn't a, a goal from a corner but of course KDB seemed to fire it in I don't know if he was trying to hit Gomez or not but, but it ended up with Gomez who flicked it back off to Kovacic and it was a lovely little touch from Kovacic uh, for Fold and he just held, uh, opened himself up and of course, uh, put, uh, stroked it into that far corner, a superb goal uh, and 4 0. And I think he enjoyed that as well, didn't he? He did indeed. And um, one player that we, we we should talk about a little bit because it was his um, um, re entrance into the game um, 
was kind of a little bit overshadowed by by uh, Kevin De Bruyne, but uh, I, I just I just love Doku. He's just so direct, and uh, he must be a nightmare one on one. And uh, this is where both of the substitutes made their mark. This was an assist from De Bruyne, and I think half volley um, from uh, Doku. Quite sure, yeah. but um, that was my favourite goal of the game. Was it yours? Yeah, very well worked goal. I mean, yeah, it was obviously Bob was involved as well. Uh, did a lot of the work. I said the link up between Bob and KDB worked two or three times in that second half. And of course, uh, KDB found Bob initially and then carried on his run and overlapped. And of course, uh, Bob played it back to KDB to the byline. And it was just a perfect chip back, wasn't it? He just, uh, you know, that old pitching wedge that he's got of a, of a boot. And, of course, Doku, about 12 yards out, slightly to one side, uh, had a chance to put it in and do his little gritty. Is it? Is it called a gritty, what he does? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it, I, I tell you, that goal looked like it's one of those ones that is a lot harder than he made it look. Um, but I tell you what, mate, if Carlsberg did FA Cup, uh, you know, third-round games, What's there to complain about? You've got Doku and De Bruyne back. You've got a nice outing for kids like Bob and Hamilton and uh, Jacob Wright. Jacob Wright, right, right. Jacob Wright, right, right. <laughs> You've got a clean sheet. You've got five, uh, five good goals. And uh, everything that looked so kind of dodgy a few games ago, uh, everything seems bright and lovely. What other comments do you have or any o- other observations about this match would you like to uh, mention? Yeah, I mean, they did, if, they did actually have another late, they did have an actual another late chance where Ortega managed to stick his arm out and deflected a, a shot that would have been a, a pure consolation, of course, uh, for Huddersfield. But they've got bigger fish to fry. They've got a lot of hard work to do. And we, we did what we had to do today. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, we're in the hat. And five nil, we'll take we'll take that. It's not ten one, but a five five nil's fine. It's better than five one, which is I think you mentioned earlier was was one of the recent scores we had against Huddersfield. But uh, yeah, there's a little bit of uh, there's some some footage, some horrible footage actually on one of the trams of uh, a young City fan being hit with a looks as though he was hit with some a pint glass from a Huddersfield fan or something like that on one of the. One of the obviously uh, one of the fans smuggled a, a glass onto a tram, and uh, this fifteen-year-old lad had his head was all blooded. So that's not nice. I mean, I I went, I, I saw a few outside taking pictures and being a bit a bit naughty. Only young lads, Huddersfield lads, you know. But I, I think it's that's the problem with these. You know, you sort of they come to places like ours, and and they sort of come the big I am, uh, and this these sort of little isolated incidents happen and. Uh, it's a shame because obviously there's the other. I think they had the top tier. They had a little bit of the second tier as well, didn't they? The Huddersfield fans. So they, we we give them a probably give them six seven thousand tickets. But uh, I think I think you get that with championship teams. I think you know when we've been to championship grounds and League One, League One, Two, not quite as bad because the smaller clubs usually. But these championship teams uh, sometimes. You think oh, we're playing a Premier team, so uh, you know we'll have a go. You know we'll we'll sit, teach them. But uh, we're not into that anymore, are we? Or we try not to be into that anymore. So it's not good to see. So off the pitch, no, not not a couple of nasty incidents. But generally, it was fine. I thought the atmosphere was a bit a bit flat <laughs> um, again. Uh, even the Huddersfield fans. I mean, I think they've got two songs they sing. That's about it. Uh, you know, 
I just imagine if City, you know, when we're in the first division and second division all them years ago and the atmosphere we used to create at grounds, um, you know, uh, we'd do a better job of it, put it that way. I mean, others feel coming to our ground, they should be louder. Uh, we were quiet, a bit better second half, the City fans, but uh, a lot a lot of people around me I'm not familiar with. You know, there's a lot of people don't bother with the cup games. So there's a, a lot near me that are not familiar faces to me. Even my lad was poorly today, so he couldn't go, he couldn't make it. He was too sick to go. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, off the pitch, yeah, could, could have been a bit better on both sets of fans really. But uh, yeah, 5-0, uh, take it, move on. Yeah, now at the beginning of... Um of that little piece that you just gave. You mentioned Ortega. Pop quiz for Bernard. If you rearrange the letters of Ortega, Gota. you will get another famous, famous <laughs> city player. Who is it? Gota. Say that one more time. Goater, yeah, Gota. the man famous yeah. for making a well, There was, it was a new Gota. song today. There was a new song in homage <laughs> oh, really? to Sean. There was a new one today. Uh, feed feed the Bob and he will score. That's, that's what we feed were saying. Feed the Bob. Feed, Feed the bob and he will score. There you go. <laughs> okay, there was another fantastic. good one as well because they were singing like uh, football in the library, which is these standard things these away team fans sing. You could be noisy as hell, they still sing it anyway. And they were singing football in the library, and then the city fans sung back 5 0 to the library. 5 0 to the library. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. So humor there. <laughs> All right. Let's go into the final two uh, sections. Um, any other FA Cup scores raising an eyebrow for you, uh, No, I'm just having a look now because I've not. I, I didn't watch last night's match of the day, so I deliberately didn't look at the scores. But I've still not watched it, so I've just been flicking through now to see what other teams have done. Of course, uh, uh, Arsenal are no <laughs> Arsenal are no longer uh, in the FA Cup by the looks of it because of the old scousers that have done the business there. Uh, of course, we'll have to wait to see if United is rubbish against Wigan as we are tomorrow, which uh, is tomorrow <laughs> night, isn't it? I think, Mike, uh, United and Wigan. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we can't brag about anything against Wigan, can we? We can't really say too much, even if even if United get beat. Um, no, Wigan are in Brom, my nightmares. Yeah, I'm just trying to think anything major. I mean, Forrest at home to Blackpool 2-2. Two, two, that wasn't great, was it, for Forrest? Um, Chelsea got through. No problem there. Yeah, just looking through, it's uh, nothing exciting, is it? It's early days. Sunderland nil, Newcastle three. I was looking forward to watching the highlights of that. Um, a little bit of a angry, angry atmosphere between them two, Mike. Any any reason why Sunderland and Newcastle don't like each other? <laughs> the the time we're Derby, yes. I mean, they all speak with the same accent, so I don't understand <laughs> why. Um, but yeah, there's not an awful, awful lot of love uh, lost there. Did we? Did we mention? Um, we, I think we did, didn't we? Or did we? I tuned out. Arsenal against Liverpool. So that was um, a 2-0 win for Liverpool there. So they get through too. Um, Yeah, well, I'd rather Arsenal got through than Liverpool because uh, I think we could beat Arsenal better than Liverpool. But it's, yeah, it's it's all getting, you know, if United win tomorrow, you know, I always think we're going to draw them at some stage. And now, after last season, we'll probably draw them at Old Trafford and Pep will put a, a B team out. So, we'll have to see. But, I mean, Wigan will probably beat them. I mean, what are they? First Division division One Wigan, are they? They're not in the Championship, yeah. are they, at the moment? That, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's any big shocks from what I can see looking looking through any, any sort of teams that sort of went out that you thought, oh, that's a bit of a shock. So, 
that we'll save it for the next round. See all the big shocks. Well, final thing to finish on prospect for the next game. That's going to be against Newcastle. Is that, is that an away game? Yeah, yeah, of course. At St James's Park, eh? It, at St James's Park, in front of like yeah. thousands of uh, well, well, they're on, a, with their they're on a shocking on. run. They're on a shocking run, obviously, which means they'll probably stuff us. But no, I mean, we've got to be confident. I mean, it's a chance for us to claw some points back. We drew there last year, of course, three three um, at New at St James's Park. So when I've been looking at our comparing our points total to last season. Of course, we're minus 12 at the moment against the same team. So it'll give us a chance to pick up two points if we get the three points. So that'll make it minus 10. So we've got to start winning these games. Uh, simple mm -hmm. as that. We've got to start beating teams like Newcastle because it's, uh, say, we've still got to go to places like Anfield and Tottenham, places like that. So, you know, we, we've got to start picking up points. And of course, with KDB. Will he start next week, Mike? That's that's the question. Will uh, I, I can imagine Doku starting? Do you think KDB will start next week? Do you think he'll? Uh, uh, it's uh, it's a strange back? one because he got thirty three. He got thirty three minutes today. I thought mm. it was going to be ten minutes and then twenty minutes and then half an hour and then he started off with thirty three. Must be in better nick than we thought. But I yeah, would probably say he certainly uh, put it in for the thirty odd minutes. So that and I was kept looking, making sure he wasn't limping or anything like that while he was playing. But uh, it's yeah. going to be a big one to start next week, though, isn't it? I, I, I imagine he'll be on the bench again. Yeah, and obviously Harland. Yeah. We're not. Well, what's happened to Harland? I mean, we didn't he, he wasn't. Well, he was the in the crowd today, today you know, cheering on the goals. Um, well, that's we it. But I mean, we want him on the bench at least because if, if he's not, if he's in the stands. If he's got players like uh, Jacob Wright on the bench, it means Haaland's nowhere near being fit yet. So that's for next week. I mean, Alvarez, Alvarez you know, we've not talked about Alvarez today. Um, played again, got got his assist and got the goal. But, you know, next week, if he starts over Haaland, I mean, I, I want Haaland back. Uh, I like Alvarez, but I don't... At Newcastle at St James's Park, it's going to be tough. Um, we need... You you called him a big lummox. I thought you were happy enough. I like our big yeah, it's a big lummox in a nice way, not in a, not in a horrible way. It's a big lummox, but uh, you know, let's face it, he's 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 you know still top of the scoring charts, isn't he? He's not even played for a, how how long is it since he played? I'm not too sure, but uh, no, Newcastle's yeah, going to be hard. As I said, they're on a bit of a bit of a flop at the moment. All right, they won the beat beat Sunderland, of course, uh, but. Newcastle, I think they've lost six out of the last seven in the Premier League, something like that, I think, the record. Well, don't you worry, Bernard. This is why I'm excited about the game against Newcastle. Don't you worry, mate, because no matter what kind of form they've been in, we will play them back into form. That's what we do. <laughs> Got to win, mate. I mean, it's another, another... If we get a draw, that, for me, it's not good enough. But, you know, as long as the other teams mm -hmm. keep beating each other, all right. But we've got, as I say, we've got to start picking up some points and that'll be a a good place to start next week, St. James's, and put us in good fettle for... Um, I don't think we've got massive problems after Newcastle for a, a, a few weeks, uh, you know, game-wise. We don't hardly play any games, do we? Of course, we've got an FA Cup fourth round to look forward to now in, in January, haven't we? So, but uh, it's a quiet month, and then it all kicks off again February and March, of course. But uh, we've, got, we've got to go up to, up to Georgia Land and get three points there. Yeah, so Bernard said that, that next week would be a good place to start. And I think, guys, this will be a good place to stop. Hey, how slick am I with the links? <laughs> All right. <It's>, uh, <laughs> smooth as let's silk. Stop. Smooth as silk. Smooth as silk. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, the, the new format. We'll be with you or try to be with you. Uh, 
after every game, if at all possible. Um, and uh, thank you very much for your continued support. And you'll be able to listen to me and Bernard um, pontificating in a, in a nice way over these uh, upcoming games. So we'll we'll leave you here for now and finish up in the normal way by saying have one and us and up the blues. Up the super blues.